Deshaun Watson is going to make his debut with the Browns this week. Odell Beckham Jr. found himself in a little bit of a situation on the flight and still looking for a team. And Von Miller's knee injury with the Bills is uh, going to have some impact for a couple weeks. But welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. I'm Safi Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. Tyler, let's get into two really big games of the week. Um, first, let's talk Dolphins and 49ers. You know I'm a Dolphins homer. I'll admit that. And I uh, I think this is this is like, a you know, obviously these two teams are in different conferences. Um, but this has like a playoff game feel to me, Tyler. Dolphins have playoff aspirations, um, especially with Tyreek Hill coming and change that team. San Fran looks like the NFC favorite. They have Super Bowl aspirations. I think this is a good barometer game for both these teams, man. Uh, Tyler, what's your first take on this on this big matchup? Well, the Dolphins are the 49ers East, in my opinion. They almost play the exact same way. The only difference, big difference, is the 49ers have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Uh, with all due respect to the Dolphins defense, they don't have a Fred Warner on that side of the ball. They don't have a Nick Bosa either. So I do think that is what puts the 49ers eventually over the top. However, the Dolphins, their offense, I have to give them props, including your boy Tua. Uh, their <laughs> offense is explosive. They have the two fastest receivers in the NFL and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, And the two, I mean, they're the top two uh, receiving duo in the National Football League as far as uh, yards per game. So it is going to be a really good matchup. Now, the Dolphins' advantage is the weakness to the 49ers' defense is their cornerbacks. And the Dolphins, as I just said, have two of the fastest receivers in the National Football League. So if they can exploit the 49ers' weakness, they'll be in good shape. However, the 49ers' front seven is as good as front seven you will see in the National Football League. Oh yeah, and I really like what uh, you know what they do defensively and getting after the quarterback, and they tackle well. They're very sure tacklers, and then in the offensive side of the football, we already know the weapons Jimmy Garoppolo has at his disposal with you know Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, you know, and um, Christian McCaffrey. So it's going to be a really good game in the Bay Area. Um, I know we're going to do our picks later. I, I think the 49ers they're playing the best in the NFL right now. They are the currently the best team in the NFL. Uh, I would say the Chiefs have something to say about that, Tyler. And we'll talk about Chiefs-Bengals. That's the second game we're going to talk about here. Um, look, I think the Dolphins have a really good chance to win. Um, for me, that all depends on if their star left tackle to Ron Armstead plays or not. Uh, Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel said today there's a chance that uh, Armstead could probably play through the pain if he were to suit up on Sunday. Um, I don't think that's probably likely, but if it is likely, I mean, Toronto Armstead's playing all season with the injured toe, um, you know, and you kind of need that when you're an offensive lineman to kind of plant and stuff like that. Uh, but look, Armstead has been the uh, the catalyst to really the entire offense, you know, even more so than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You can't get the ball, the ball to those guys if you don't have time to throw. And Armstead has been kind of this blanket for a Dolphins offensive line that's really missed the left tackle since they traded away Laramie Tunzel. Um, so he, if he plays, uh, you know, it definitely affects the effectiveness 
of a one like Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and all those guys. Um, and I'm not sure if the Dolphins will have that security blanket. That's probably the one thing that uh, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're not excited about. You want to see Armstead play. You're hoping his pec injury wasn't severe. You know, he's not going to miss the rest of the season, which is great. Um, reportedly, it's a slight tear in the pec. Obviously, I'm not sure how much that's going to affect Armstead, who has played through pain and, you know, pain, you know, played injured this season, but definitely not a good sign. Um, I'm not sure if the Dolphins have an offensive line men that can really shore up that unit, but that just means it's going to be even faster for Tua to get the ball to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And <laughs> like you said, that's not something that any team in the league has really been prepared for this season. 49ers, I'm a little worried about them going into this game, Tyler, because Christian McCaffrey's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. Their backup, Elijah Mitchell, just, uh, you know, is done for the season, I believe, with an injury of his own. And uh, like you said, the secondary for the 49ers is a little bit of a weakness, um, but that's still a lot of weapons on that offense. There's still a lot of weapons in San Francisco's offense. And like you said, they are playing like one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, and they could have their Armstead coming back in Eric Armstead, their defensive tackle, who's missed uh, a lot of time this season. So if they get their defensive tackle back, and then, you you know, along with Nick Bosa on the outside, I mean, that just strengthens their front seven. So it's going to be a huge game. There are a lot of good games in Week 13, South Yeah, like, let's go. Uh, across let's, the board. Let's go to another one, Kansas City going to Cincinnati. That's a huge game, man, because we saw the Bengals not only beat the Chiefs once last season, they beat them twice. Uh, they beat them in Cincinnati first, and it was kind of around this time of year in December before the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC title game and went to the Super Bowl. You know, you telling me a team with Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes was not going to get past Cincinnati, and they didn't, man. Jamar Chase turned up that, la- that game, both those games last year. Uh, T. Higgins is playing well. Tyler Boyd is playing well, relatively well, I think. Um, but the Bengals are going to get back Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase from injuries. Uh, Mixon was dealing with a concussion from the week before. Samaji P. Ryan came out of nowhere and has been balling out for them for two weeks. And uh, Jamar Chase has been dealing with a hip injury. This is going to be his first game back and even flirted with coming back last week. Um, this is this is the barometer game for the Bengals and, and really for the Chiefs, too. You got to go beat the team that beat you last year and eliminated you from the playoffs last year. And uh, if you're the Bengals, you're, you know, you're kind of one of the lower seeds in the playoffs right now, but still trying to show everybody that you're going to be a tough out if you see them in the playoffs. So it's rare that two teams uh, face each other again. This is their third time in the calendar year that they're facing off because they played twice in January Mm -hmm. of last season and now uh, this season. Now, I believe that the Chiefs, they're going to have revenge on their minds because they were thinking they were supposed to be at the Super Bowl playing the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, They haven't really missed a beat without a Tyreek Hill. Yes, they're not as explosive, but they have the number one offense in the National Football League. They have Patrick Mahomes leading the league in passing yards. So I really like how they're playing. They're on a five-game winning streak. But the Bengals, they've won their last three games as well. And those games are without Jamar Chase, who's expected back. And we saw last year that he's Kansas City's kryptonite. I think they're still trying to figure out how to stop him. He's going to be priority number one for Kansas City's defense uh, this weekend in Cincinnati because he is expected uh, to play. So this 
In my opinion, I think this is the game of the week. I know we talked about the Dolphins and the 49ers, but this AFC matchup right here is huge because you got playoff implications in the AFC. They're jostling for a playoff positioning. As you said, the Bengals, they're currently a wild card team right now, but they're still in the running for the AFC North. They're tied with the Baltimore Ravens record-wise. And then we know the Chiefs are trying to be the number one seed in all the AFC. Uh, so that, you know, this Super Bowl uh, and the AFC has to run through them. So it's going to be a huge, huge game in Cincinnati. You know, those fans in Cincinnati are going to be at that game. They're going to be loud. Um, man, I, I can't. Man, they come on that same time, I believe, too. So it's going to I'm going to have to like flip back and forth between both games off it because both of these games are the games of the week. But I have to give the edge to the Chiefs and the Bengals just because the recent history among uh, these two teams, um, man, the Bengals, a lot of people closed the door on them to start the season when they had, you know, that terrible 0-2 start. But now they're sitting here 7-4 and and one of the hottest teams in football. Yeah, talking about the Bengals, man, I – um. You know, 0-2 start, I mean, Joe Burrow didn't look great against the Steelers in that first game with T.J. Watt just wrecking <laughs> havoc. But we also forget Joe Burrow had, uh, you know, his appendix removed, um, you know, during training camp. So it was going to take him a little while to kickstart everything and, and get his season going. I thought the chase injury was not great for the Bengals, but they played pretty well uh, in spite of it. And look, I had no idea the Bengals were going to do to Derrick Henry what they did last week. I did not think that the Bengals defense was that tough. Um, you know, not many defenses in the NFL could really slow down Derrick Henry. And let's let's not forget it here. Derrick Henry had a long run all the way <laughs> to the goal line before he fumbled. But, you know, that's still doing production. But I mean, just some of the tackles that they made on Henry in the backfield. I mean, like, who? how often are you seeing Derrick Henry getting taken down in the backfield? Uh, that was a big win and, and sort of like a playoff win for the Bengals, too, because the Titans have shown us this season, too, they're still going to be a little bit of a force to reckon with if they, you know, get the right matchup in the playoffs. Um, I just really want to see how the Bengals go ahead and, and play the Chiefs. I think it speaks a lot to the Bengals if they can get a win over the Chiefs because of the fact that you can go and and win in the trenches against Derrick Henry, or you can go and light it up against the Chiefs. And if you're a, a well-rounded team like that, that can do both and can win in a variety of ways, I think that has a better uh, long-lasting kind of longevity for you, you know, come playoff time. I think this is a statement game for the Bengals. If they beat the Chiefs this weekend, they're going to, the statement is to the AFC that they're still the reigning AFC champions and they're the best team in the conference right now. They can make that claim confidently if they, in back-to-back weeks, they Mm -hmm. beat the Tennessee Titans and then the Chiefs. The only team left in the running, we think it, are the Bills that are the upper echelon in AFC. And the Dolphins. And the Dolphins. I mean, maybe the Dolphins. Throw and the, the Dolphins. in there a little bit. And the Dolphins. But, <laughs> uh, but if the Bengals win this weekend, when they have a huge shot because they got Jamar Chase coming back, it, it's a statement game. They're going to put a statement out, put all the AFC on notice off it. 
I mean, it's kind of crazy how the reigning defending AFC champions have to put a statement out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the way they started this season, 0-2, they mm-hmm. got beat by the Ravens. They haven't, um, you know, they got beat by the Steelers. They got beat by the Browns. They did beat the Steelers uh, the most recent game. Yeah. But then that was their fourth, first win in uh, the division. So, yeah, they, they haven't played up to standard, and that's because – as we said plenty of times leading up to this season, they're going to face a different type of situation. Teams are going to get up for the Bengals rather than teams believing that's their homecoming opponent each and every week. So the, they're a different type of situation, but now they kind of responded to the adversity that they face. And like I said, they were sitting here seven and four and a huge, huge opportunity to win the division again. Definitely, Tyler. Definitely. Let's talk about the Chiefs for one time, though, because I uh, are they the team to beat in the AFC? I think for me, before this Bengals game going in, I think they definitely are the team to beat. Um, And for me, it's kind of a little bit of an opinion where the Bills have gotten a little weaker. Um, I think we see the Bills flaws when they're at their best. They are at their very best. Right. But the thing is, the, the fact of the matter is they play through Josh Allen a little bit too much. Josh Allen is either handing off the football for a touchdown or he's scoring the touchdown himself or he's throwing the touchdown himself. Um, You know, nobody else can really kind of create without Josh Allen's help there. Um, You know, they don't really have a number two receiver like Gabe Davis is it, but they don't rely on him as much or, you know, feel the need, I guess. Um, You know, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, they kind of are like a pseudo number two receiver, I guess you can say, but that if it feels like nobody's really, really clear cut and uh, Devin Singletary's playing well at running back, but you know, he only gets the ball when Josh Allen isn't touching it. So um, for me, the chiefs are kind of far and away the best team in the AFC. And I, I put the bills, dolphins, Ravens, Bengals, even the chargers, maybe in the AFC mix there. But um, what Patrick Mahomes has done without Tyreek Hill this season has been really incredible. Um, you know, you welcome Juju Smith-Schuster, who's back after concussion. Uh, Valdez-Scantling still is, um, I guess, a work in progress there. Some Sometimes he's hit or miss. Sometimes he drops a lot of passes, too. Kadarius Tony had a nice debut, but he has a hamstring injury. You're not sure what you're going to get from him. But if he is just giving you the smallest of contributions, I think that does a lot for the Chiefs. Um, and I think the Chiefs have done a really good job trying to establish their run game in recent weeks, too, man. Um, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is on IR right now, but Isaiah Pacheco has taken over that number one seat uh, at the running back room. And I think his job, they're giving him 15 to 20 carries in the last couple of weeks. He's been flirting with 100 yards, um, finally got into the end zone last week. Um, I think the Chiefs establishing the run and trying to establish the run is really important for their offense because it can't just be Mahomes. And and while it you know it it's good you know while you have the best quarterback in in, in perhaps NFL history and Patrick Mahomes right <laughs> and you have a great tight end in Travis Kelsey you still have to your your offense can't really be so one dimensional right there are some plays where Mahomes doesn't get the ball to the right receiver there's some drops that happen. Um, you know, and, and like I said, with the bills, you don't want to be too reliant on just one player. And I think the chiefs establishing the run has been really big for their push in recent weeks. You took the words right out of my mouth. Sabin. you probably looking at my notes or whatever, because Isaiah Pacheco has been a revelation 
for the Chiefs. Yeah. He rushed for over 100 yards in that Sunday night game against the uh, Chargers. And, you know, he's played very, very well in his first season. And that's huge, huge for a Chiefs team that is looking for more balance on offense. We know what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. He's going to be the best player, best quarterback in the NFL. Leads the league in passing yards. My opinion, he's the MVP by far and away right now, and it's not even close. Chiefs have number one offense in the NFL without Tyreek Hill. That's saying something about your quarterback. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, too, is having a really, really fine season as well at tight end. And that defense is playing pretty well, too. I have to give it Chris Jones and the crew. They are rushing the passer, and they're getting crucial stops when they need it. The Chiefs, they, I have to agree with you. They are the best team in the AFC. And I said the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, but after thinking about it some more, I was wrong on that. I will say, I will say that. I was wrong. So you were you were wrong. I I wrong. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. However, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. And it's looking like we might have a Super Bowl rematch. That's the way it's looking right now. That's the way it's the two best teams in the NFL right now. I think we can both agree on this are the Kansas City Chiefs and yes. the San Francisco 49ers. Do you agree? I agree. I, I just, you know, producer Emily's listening in the background, but I wish she was listening a little bit more closely because we just have so much sound that we could be playing right now. Just so oh much sound. Goodness. No, we don't. We, we had so much sound that we could be playing for the Chiefs and, you know, for the 49ers. But uh, no, we don't have any sound. <laughs> Listen, producer Emily is on World Cup watch. So are we. we uh, we're loving all the action here. Uh, Tyler, you bring up something about Mahomes, the runaway MVP candidate. Can we list the top three to five maybe MVP candidates? Is it really, uh, you know, I think Mahomes is definitely number one. Um, who's your number two? Um, I would have to say Jalen Hurts is number two. And okay, then I- this might surprise you. What? Your boy. Tua Tungavaloa. Good. Okay. Is, good. Good. Is good. Number three. Can we just have some love for Tua on this podcast oh, from you, Lord. Tyler, specifically, please? I mean, I know we missed it in the first segment, but Tyler, I have a couple questions for you, man. I just have a couple questions for you. Go ahead. You know who's a quarterback who uh, leads the league in uh, total QBR? Uh, I mean, QBR is just stat that we just came up with. Just, a few just years you know, ago. who's who's the play? Who's the player that leads the league in it, though, Tyler? Tongue first. <clears throat> Oh, by Loa. I know the player that leads the league in passing yards. Mm, okay, yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, well, how about the QB QBR versus man and zone defense? Tungo Vailoa. Oh, you know, Lord. you know who's the quarterback that that leads the league in that one? Tungo Vailoa. How stop about it, how stop about looking at next gen stats? How like about QBR QBR in the pocket and outside the pocket? You know, both. You can't you can be in the pocket, you can be outside the pocket. You got the best QBR. Both. Who, who's the Who's quarterback leading the league in that, Tyler? Tungo Vailoa. Sop is over here up at 11.30, 11.45 at night, trying to look at analytics Ty- and trying Tyler, to go through to find Tua. Tyler, who's, who, who's got the best QBR in the red zone? In the red zone. You know, that's where the scoring area, you know, you need points to score. How, how about Tungo Vailoa? In the fourth quarter. Tungo Vailoa. How about on, on third down? Tungo Vailoa. Didn't the Dolphins just play the Texans? I would lead the league in QBR, too, if I just played the Houston Texans. (laughs) I mean, come on. Look, I think the the rest out of the way this um, this schedule is going to pan out is – 
is big for the MVP race, but I do have it the same as you, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. And like I just mentioned, the answer to all the questions that this gave you, Tua Tungavailoa is very much in the discussion as well. Yeah, he, he's far down the list, but he's in the list. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Sunday night? Next Sunday night, let, let, get a, you know, two or two versus Herbert. You're excited about that? You're going to be at that game. Yeah, I am going to be at that game. It's only a Sunday night game because Justin Herbert, uh, one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League, because, you know, he's headliner that game. I don't, I don't know. We just talked about MVP. Two is two, the two card. Two is the card. The 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 M, somebody actually in the MVP race is the undercard. Um, I mean, I'm talking about the guy who has the most touchdown passes and passing yards for a quarterback in their first two seasons in the in the NFL history. Yeah, he he yeah. he's the main attraction. Yeah, he might not make the playoffs in all first three seasons. That's crazy, Tyler. <laughs> hey, they might they might not. They might they better win on Sunday. They might. <laughs> hey. Pete, there's going to be some uh, um, some interesting moves made in L.A. Mm -hmm. and Chargers will make playoffs. I'll say that. Tyler, let's uh, talk about a topic that we spoke ad nauseum, ad nauseum about during the <laughs> offseason. And thankfully for 11 weeks, we haven't talked about much. But <laughs> Deshaun Watson is coming back. He's going to make his debut with the Cleveland Browns this week. It just so happens. It just so happens. It's going to be in Houston against the Texans, uh, the team that Watson left out to dry and the area where uh, Watson was alleged um, in, in more than 20 lawsuits for, you know, sexual misconduct and, um, you know, sexual assault, allegedly. So Watson's coming back. It's going to be his first game in Houston. Uh, I can just imagine what the reception is going to be in that stadium, Tyler, I feel like fans are sadly going to be more upset at Watson leaving than at the things that he allegedly did. But um, Deshaun Watson coming back, man, this is uh, this is kind of an occupational hazard for the NFL, man. You're welcoming <laughs> him back and you're not sure what kind of person Watson is going to be for not just the rest of the season, but, you know, his career moving forward, man. Well, it's going to be a spectacle in Houston. And as you said, it, it's going to be interesting to see the the fan reaction, whether they're mad that, you know, he left Houston or because of what he was accused of. And I think it's going to be a combination of both. And fans are going to use, um, you know, what he's accused of as, you know, a sign of, you know, hate towards him and not, you mm -hmm. know, being in Houston. So I think He's going to get a, a very, very, very harsh uh, reaction to him being in, in Houston. Now, as far as what's going to happen on the field, the Browns, they're only three games behind the Ravens and the Bengals in the AFC North, and they still play both teams, um, you know, to close out the regular season. So they're not out of the division. So – I mean, you look at the, the way things that can transpire in the field. This is a big game for the Cleveland Browns. Now, Deshaun Watson, it will be unfair to him and unfair for anybody to expect him to be the Deshaun Watson of old. He's going. It's going to take maybe the rest of the season for Deshaun Watson to look like the player we once saw with the Houston Texans. He hasn't played meaningful football 
in a very long time. There's going to be some natural rest. His timing is not going to be there. He really doesn't have much of a rapport with his receivers. I expect a whole lot of handoffs to Nick Chubb and a whole lot of short passes in this game, and they're going to have to rely on their defense. Luckily, the Houston Texans aren't a good football team. They're the worst football team in the NFL right now, and they're pretty much playing for the number one overall uh, pick. And, you know, I've seen s- some of the, the crowd at Houston Texans games, and there's like uh, 100 people there. You've actually now, seen people at the games. People are actually there. You, you got to have your binoculars stuff, and you got to look hard. You got to look that's, hard. That stadium, that stadium has like a triple deck, dude. They have like four decks in that stadium. Why? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Now <laughs> this game, there's going to be they're going to have the most attendance they've had all year at are this they? game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just because of Sean Watson, and you know, I, there's been reports out there that well, not reports that they said it themselves that mm-hmm. uh, the uh, women that uh, accused Deshaun Watson of these, you know, a sexual assault and misconduct, they're going to be at the game in a suite. So yes, it, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a spectacle. Luckily for the NFL's sake, as far as image, and you know, they want to keep things on the field and keep things about football. Luckily for their sake, there are a whole lot of better games happening. In week 13. So this game is going to be on that 1 p.m. Eastern slate. And then they're going to play it, obviously. But then that 4 p.m. slate, there is going to be easily to be forget about. People are going to easily forget about the game because you got the 49ers, Dolphins, and you got Mm -hmm. the Bengals and the Chiefs. It's kind of convenient how the NFL just did that like that, right? (laughs) If I was the NFL, though, I, I would not have wanted this game like Deshaun Watson's first game back in Houston of all places. The irony in that, I mean, the optics, it's just not, it's not a good look in my opinion. It's kind of like, you know, a a little, I don't want to say slap in the face, but it is the starkest of reminders to Deshaun Watson of everything that's uh, transpired. And um, look, a a Tony, Tony Busby, who has represented many of the clients in the Deshaun Watson lawsuits and the saga, uh, told USA Today Sports uh, this week, quote, they thought it, it they thought it important to make clear that they are still here and that they matter. Um, I was proud of them of that. I have made the opportunity available to them. I haven't been to a Texas game in 10 years, but because they are going, I will go as well. Um, you know, that quote coming in a story that we had on USA Today Sports um, about the uh, victims that are attending the game this week. Like you said, Tyler, it is a spectacle. Thankfully, there are other games to kind of watch if you uh, care uh, or if you're in protest against Watson and, and this uh, Browns-Texans game. But Deshaun Watson is back, and we'll definitely speak about him a little bit more in the coming weeks as his return unfolds here. Tyler, the Buffalo Bills have a little bit of adversity this season. It wasn't just Josh El- Josh Allen's elbow. Um, that he's been playing through and looks like he's doing okay from. But now they have a key injury that's going to uh, affect him the next couple weeks in Von Miller. Um, As we know, Von Miller signed with Buffalo this offseason, won a ring with the Rams, jumped ship. That was a great decision by him in hindsight, Tyler. Uh, But now he's dealing with a knee injury that's going to keep him out a couple weeks. Von Miller was on his own podcast on Tuesday night saying that he has a lateral meniscus injury, um, something that's going to need to 
be cleaned up, uh, so to speak, which uh, entails surgery. And I think that's going to be after the season, but he's going to try to play through it for the most part here after some time off. Didn't tear his ACL is what he said, which is a huge plus, but uh, the Bills' uh, most uh, talented defender, the defender that they got to help them take the next step past the Chiefs in the playoffs, hopefully reach, you know, the Super Bowl. Um, you know, this is an injury that's going to keep Miller out for maybe a couple weeks. He hopes to play sooner than later. But um, when this first happened, I did not like it at all for the Bills, Tyler. Yeah, and not a lot of people are talking about even if and when Von Miller comes back, he's not going to be 100%. He's not going to be the same as Rusher. He's not yeah. going to be as effective. His knee needs to be cleaned up. He needs to have a procedure on it. And so it's, it's going to be, it's a blow. It's a significant blow for um, the Bills, Look, a team that really lacks pass rushers. Now their defense is good in the secondary. I, I like what they do at linebacker, but, you know, Von Miller was brought aboard to be the team's closer, um, to close out games, to get crucial sacks, to get group, crucial pressures to help the team, you know, get the win. And this injury, even though it's not season ending, it's a significant blow because he's not going to be the same pass rusher the Bills paid all that money for. Now, the good news is I do kind of like their schedule um, down the stretch. They play the Patriots, obviously, Thursday night. They play Patriots uh, another time to close out the season. They play your Dolphins, too. They got the Bengals. So, I mean, they have some games that are, you know, that are going to be difficult, but those are the most difficult games remaining on their slate. They have the Bears and the Jets as well. Um they have winnable games in their slate, and I still believe that they're going to win the division over your Miami Dolphins. What? However, once it comes down to the playoffs and you're playing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or mm-hmm. even the Dolphins or the Bengals without Bob Miller or without Bob Miller being 100% to close those games in you know, tight moments, crucial moments in the fourth quarter, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. I'm looking at the Bills slate right now. Like you said, at Patriots on Thursday night, uh, New England always gives them a run for their money, especially at home. Um, you got the Jets, which is a winnable game. Dolphins at home, a very winnable game for, for the Bills. You got the Bears and, and at, at Chicago, at Cincinnati, and then you close the season with the Patriots. If you if if I'm the Bills, I try to hold out Vaughn all the way till, till that Bengals game, man, until January. Um, you give them a full a month to kind of, you know, uh, at least rest and, and and have some recovery and have some sort of healing that happens in that knee. If you can keep him out all the way until January, and then hopefully he's home, he's there with you for the home stretch, which is you just need him for three games in the playoffs, right? Um, I, I think if the Bills can hold out Von Miller for that, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Um, you're just hoping Josh Allen's elbow is doing well at that point. Um, I think the Bills are still the favorite in the AFC East. I would say that uh, without my bias in Miami, Tyler. I'm um, surprised you said that. I'm yeah, I think – I mean, not even that, too. The Bills have a, a little bit of an easier schedule um, than the Dolphins <laughs> do, uh, although the Bills don't really have a win in the AFC, I believe. Not yet, but they're going to play the, the Jets, and they're going to play the Patriots twice. So um, that's that there. Um, but I think the Dolphins have a tougher schedule down the stretch than, than the Bills do. 
Oh yeah, because they're coming to my neck of the woods and they're gonna get beat twice. So you know, oh. when you go when you go to the bay in LA, it's not it's gonna be a rough go of it. It's gonna be a rough go of it. Stop it. It is gonna Miami be a rough. It is gonna be a rough go, but we are. Are they which... staying in California? By the way, you might as well just stay. They, yeah, they are. They are. Okay. Might as well just stay. You might. You should. You should hit them up. Hang out with them. Go hang out with Tua, man. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. You can see a good QB in person for once. You know. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Tyler Odell Beckham Jr. found himself. Uh, I don't want to say in trouble, but he did get kicked off a flight for quote unquote going in and out of unconsciousness. Uh, according to reports here, he was in Miami um, and supposedly did not put on his seatbelt and got kicked off a flight because he could not put on his seatbelt. Um, and Jerry Jones has said that's not going to really hurt the Cowboys' pursuit of him, which why would it? Um, but also, I believe he's taking a visit up to Buffalo as well, Tyler. Uh, Von Miller um, said that news out as well during his podcast last night. Uh, Tyler, I wrote a column for USA Today here where I said, even with Odell Beckham, I don't think the Cowboys get past the 49ers or the Eagles. Um, if you join the Bills, that'd be a kind of a fun story, though. Uh, the Bills would have a number two receiver. I just don't understand why Odell is going to all these teams that play on turf, man. The Rams <laughs> played on turf. He got hurt there. The Bills play on somewhat of a turf. The Cowboys, all that is is turf. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there with Odell Beckham sweepstakes, sweepstakes but I'm not sure if he pushes any of those teams over the edge, man. Maybe he should go to the Kansas City Chiefs. They, 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 don't they got nice natural grass there. Yeah, they got natural grass. You had that barbecue, uh, got you feeling a certain way. You had that barbecue, <laughs> got you feeling a certain way. You- Producer Emily, of all the sounds that we have, I'm glad that is the first one, actually. Yes. I, I, I put myself in that position. I, I'm, I'm kind of sad I did. But it, 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 anyways... <laughs> I don't know this to be true about um, Odell Beckham, but you know it. The way that he was looking after that flight, it just reminded me and made me think that he just had a night out at Live in Miami, and he was mm-hmm. probably you know feeling the after effects yeah, of that he just night wanted to out. Fall asleep, bro. He wanted to fall asleep, and you know he was headed, I believe, to LA in that flight. Yeah, Maybe yeah he, he was trying to hit up a Roscoe's early hour. I don't know. I mean, but I know. It, it, it looked like to me that he just had a night out at live or somewhere. Yeah. And that that kind of happens down here. Oh, that kind of happens yeah. down you here. Know, stop it. You would know. <clears throat> <laughs> but I think more than anything too, man, I mean, you know, if this is why I say this too, Odell's out here having a great time. Good for him. Kudos to him. He's not, oops, he's not committed to a team. Um, but I just don't know what kind of player you're expecting, you know, what, what you're expecting out of Odell here, mm-hmm. right? He's coming off an injury towards the same ACL in the left knee. Um, there's like five, six weeks left in the season. Like what what kind of help is Odell Beckham going to give you to where he has to learn a playbook, have chemistry with players? Um, like what what is – this has been the most extended free agency for for what, Tyler, is what I'm trying to get at. I'm not sure. Yeah, so what I am optimistic about is in all the situations that Odell Beckham could possibly go to, all the teams rumored in the mix, outside of Baltimore, he's not going to be asked to be the number one receiver and really not the number one option in any place because Baltimore is Mark Andrews. Now he will be the number one receiver in Baltimore because of injury, uh, but 
Odell Beckham. And the Giants too. The Giants too. He'd be the number yeah. One oh yeah. The Giant Giants too. Yeah. He would be the number one. Receiver. But there's no he'd reason the to go to the Giants. Want to be the number one option because even their number one option now, the backfield is Saquon Barkley. Um, however, yeah, he's not. He's not going to be the same player, especially when you tear your ACL twice in the same knee. Just it was just in February he tore the ACL. Now. I want to see what the medicals are going to be once he gets in the locker room. A team actually gives him a physical. He has not had one of those yet. You mm-hmm. bet Dallas uh, is going to have that as soon as he's in the building and to see, you know, how he's recovered from that ACL injury. But it's going just like I said with Deshaun Watson, it's unfair to expect Odell Beckham Jr. to be the Odell Beckham Jr. of even the Los Angeles Rams because of his injury history. Now, the best fit for him, though, I believe, is probably either the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to pick multiple teams off it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna that's, that's I'm your thing, pull, Tyler. We know. We beat. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Dallas Cowboys, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh-huh. or the Baltimore Ravens. I would love him in either of those three. Now, I would love him long-term in Baltimore. Yeah, but I don't think you, Tyler. This guy just partied in Miami, man. He's not trying to be number one receiver. He's not trying to be a practice every week, dude. Like, there's a reason why this free agency's lasted this long. I, I know. There's a reason why he's rehabbed on his own and not with the team. You don't want to be going to. Nobody wants to go to meetings all day. Nobody want to watch film all day, Tyler. I want to go hang out and relax when I want to. I don't want to be at the facility all day. I don't want to. So be if that's the case. Just, just be, if that's the case, then go back to the Giants. Uh, try to see if there's any money available Boy. in Miami because you obviously like Miami, or go yeah. back to or go back to Southern California and lose this season, and then hopefully uh, come back strong next season. <laughs> I mean, if he if he just want to party all day, that's that. I'm just saying, I don't know what you know. I, I just don't know what Odell is going to give a team at this point. It's so late in the season. Unless you're joining a team that's already in the playoff mix and you need somebody to go catch, you know, run run ten routes and catch five passes a game for you, then go ahead. But that's all I they're gonna ask. Know. That yeah, but is 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 that gonna be enough for anybody? Is that gonna for be the, enough for the, the Cowboys? Like, maybe yes, but see, for those teams, it is enough. Besides the Ravens, the Ravens need a little bit more at receiver. But for the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Bills, yes, that's enough because you're not asking him to be the number one receiver. And in some situations, you're not even asking him to be the the third best option, maybe the fourth. <laughs> like you're not asking him to do much. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about my boy Aaron Rodgers, Tyler. Uh, not only does he have a broken thumb, which he confirmed last week, but he left the Eagles game on Monday night. Was that Monday night or Sunday night? Monday, Sunday night. Sunday night. He left the uh, Eagles game with uh, some rib injuries. Um, Aaron Rodgers not practicing on Wednesday, according to reports out of Green Bay. But uh, he is optimistic. He wants to continue playing. Um I think if Aaron Rodgers playing injured is something that the Green Bay Packers are going to want to do, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think they can, should continue to play him. He should continue to play um, just for the sake of the fact that Aaron Rodgers, you know, this is, you know, he's got two, he's got three years max left. You know, he's not going to play, have any more games to really play. Um, and it's not worth him sitting out. Uh, the Packers aren't really in contention for anything. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, man. Jordan Love looked really good in limited time last week, Tyler. I think it might be time to hand him the rock, man. 
Aaron Rodgers has earned the right to decide, you know, when he wants to play, when he doesn't want to play, as long as he's healthy. What yeah. Green Bay has to figure out is they're going to eventually be in a tough situation where they're going to have to make a decision. Do they want to ride Aaron Rodgers' career to the wheels fall off in Green Bay or hand over the keys officially to Jordan Love? Now, that decision is not going to happen this year or in the offseason. But Jordan, I mean, it might actually happen in the offseason because what Jordan Love put on tape, teams are going to inquire about his services to be a starting quarterback. We know how this mm-hmm. league feels about quarterbacks. And what yeah. Jordan Love displayed last Sunday night sh- showed the world that, you know, it might be time for him to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not mm-hmm. better than Aaron Rodgers. There's no quarterback controversy in Green Bay right now. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. rainy MV- he's the rainy MVP, stop it, stop it. <laughs> he's a rainy MVP. He's one of the still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's playing hurt. Got a broken thumb now, rib issue. He's he's not out there at a hundred percent. But Green Bay, they're going to have a, a decision to make um, in the near future, Sabin, and that's Tyler, the most intriguing thing of it all. No, this is the thing though, Tyler. People think so, but they don't have a decision to make at all. They're paying Aaron Rodgers $42 million this year. And you know what that number goes to next season? $59.5 million. And can I also add this to you as well, Tyler? It's fully guaranteed, okay? Aaron Rodgers is playing in Green Bay next season. It's already <laughs> decided, okay? There's you don't no think decision another team would, to make. You don't think another team would have absorbed his salary? Do I think another team would have? I don't think another team probably Aaron has Rodgers? on the books. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> not playing for no other team, man. Unless it's San Fran, unless it's San Fran, but they don't got the money to hold Aaron Rodgers for that. But look, for Green Bay specifically, they're, they're find some money in the bank. <laughs> they got that tech money. <laughs> look, for, for, yeah, that's true. Uh, look, for Green Bay specifically, they have a um, the decisions already made for them, and I think more than anything, too, Jordan Love, you're not gonna you're not gonna sell Jordan Love. <clears throat> Jordan Love is learning your offensive system. Um, and it shows because he played really well in the Eagles uh, game. Uh, Jordan Love looked like a player who has went through offseason training camp, who learned Mar- uh, Matt LaFleur's offense and knows it like the back of his hand already. Um, a player who needs some more experience and should get some more playing time. But you're paying Aaron Rodgers too much money to sit on the bench. And Jordan Love is not going to play next year unless Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Aaron Rodgers do fully guaranteed. They already wrote the check pretty much, essentially. Um, and if I'm the Packers, I'm not trading Jordan Love either. After next year, Aaron Rodgers is, is under contract, yes, but I might have my next franchise quarterback already in tow and under a rookie contract. I, I have no incentive to get rid of Jordan Love unless you're going to offer me the bank, unless you're going to give me, uh, you know, five to six, five to seven draft picks for Jordan Love. There's no reason for me to get rid of uh, five Jordan to seven soffit. Five, I think, yeah. Green Green Bay could, could get a first round pick for Jordan Love right now. They can get a no, first round that's pick. A, that's a package. You saw how he played. You you if you saw how he played, would you give him up for just one draft pick, Tyler? I would ask for a first and oh, I ask for a couple. Maybe a first and a second rounder and a mid rounder or two first for Jordan Love. See, that's what I'm saying. The steep is is going to be a. But steep you price. said five or six, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to. I mean, I mean, let's. If if I'm Green Bay, I'm not getting rid of Jordan Love. 
I'm, I'm not either. They're, they're in a, a good position. But Jordan Love, I know he doesn't have a lot of leverage right now. But eventually he can say, yeah, I, I'm trying to play. I'm not trying to hold a clipboard my entire career or at least my whole the first you know portion of my contract. I'm trying to play. That's why you drafted me as a first round pick. Um, Green Bay, they're gonna they're in a tough situation now. I do believe if they continue to lose, which they probably will, Aaron Rodgers sit sit this one out, rest up, heal up, and let Jordan Love get some more snaps and some more experience playing behind center, and that's best for Green Bay. That's it's best for both parties that way. And Aaron Rodgers should want to do what's best for the Packers because the Packers they've stood by him his in pretty much his entire career and gave him that huge contract. So Aaron Rodgers should be like, you know what? I'm not a hundred percent. We're not going anywhere. We're already out of the playoffs. If they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, I believe Aaron Rodgers should sit for the rest of the season. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is getting $42 million. He's going to get that check when he's playing. <laughs> oh yeah. He's he going to play, but if they're mathematically eliminated, he should sit and he'll still get that check. All right, guys, it's time for our favorite segment of the week where we give our picks for week 13. Uh, Tyler, Chargers at Raiders, we're going to kick it off here. And you spoke to Derwin James after the uh, Chargers converted a two-point play and beat the Cardinals last week to get a huge win, a huge win after two losses to the 49ers and Chiefs in the last couple weeks. Yeah, it was a huge win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Derwin James called it a must-win game and spoke to me about, you know, the team's chances going forward as they try to make uh, the playoffs for the first time since 2018. It was definitely a must-win, and uh, if we want to get to where we get to, we had to take care of this one, and we did it. What does this type of win do for the team's confidence going forward? Confidence, momentum, us coming together. Um, it's, it's everything. It's, it's everything. You say it's everything. So what does this team have to do to, you know, build momentum and hopefully reach a playoff berth? Put this one aside. Get ready for Vegas that's coming up and um, lock in on our keys and get ready to go have a great game over there. What was the message Brandon Staley gave to you guys after the game? Uh, he, was, he was just proud of us, man. Us coming together, not flinching when we was down um, and believing in each other in the fourth quarter and finishing the game. What does it say about your head coach to go for a two-point conversion like that to win the game? He believes in us, man. He, he, he don't just say it and change up one week. He, he believes in us. He believes in who we got at quarterback, who we got at receiver. And he believes in the defense. So we, we got it done today. Must win, Soffit. Must win. They got a must win against uh, the Raiders, too, because they can't just win in Arizona and then lay an egg in Las Vegas against the Raiders team that had a pretty big win last week. Man, shout out to Derwin James, man. I miss that guy. I covered him a lot in Florida State. There was a lot of interviews about a bad football team during his <laughs> last year there. And um, look, uh, let's pick this game, Tyler. Chargers at Raiders. Um, Raiders won a huge game in overtime. Josh Jacobs went crazy. Uh, you don't know what team you're going to get each week with the Raiders, though. And you don't know what team you're going to get each week with the Chargers. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I'm picking Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs is running crazy. Devontae Adams, I don't think anybody on that Chargers defense, unless Derwin guards himself, can uh, can stop Devontae Adams. I'm going to pick the Raiders in this one. If the Raiders had Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, I would pick them to win, but they're both on IR. They're about to come back, but they won't play in this game. 
And this is another huge win, well, huge game that the Chargers must win. And you heard Derwin. You heard the man, Derwin. It's a must win. It's a must win. So you're picking the Chargers? Chargers. All right, all right, cool. Say with your chest. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) Tyler, Titans at Eagles. That's the second game that we are picking. The Titans took a loss to the Bengals, and I'm still surprised Cincinnati was able to stop Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry has a very favorable matchup against a run defense that's uh, not too great despite the Eagles' record this year. Um, the Eagles are still sitting pretty, though, at the top of the NFC at 10-1. and one. Who you got at this one, Tyler? Titans at Eagles. I just don't trust the Titans, and it's mainly <laughs> because of who they have at quarterback. I know Ryan Tannehill, you know, sometimes he has good moments, but I'm out on him as a quarterback, Stop it. I'm out on him as a quarterback. I, I'm, I'm not picking the Titans. I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win this game. Eagles fly high. Tyler, the way you talk about Ryan Tannehill, I thought you used <laughs> to be a Dolphins fan, man. I thought you used to be a Dolphins <laughs> fan. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think uh, Jalen Hurts and that rushing attack in Philly is doing a much better job. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I think both of these teams have – uh, I think the Titans have a really good defense, and, and it'll be a, a challenge for the Eagles' run game. But I think the Eagles are better overall. I'm sticking with Philly. Let's go to our third game of the week, Tyler. We got the Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Um, we're only here to play this sound, man. We're only here. We're only picking the Rams to play your sound, Tyler. That's really what it is here. And the base better than LA. Yeah, that's it. We're only here for that, Tyler. Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks in this one, Tyler. I think um, it, it's really sad. The Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover. I almost called it Super Bowl. That's what the Rams are in right now. Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford is injured. Aaron Donald might not play. He's injured. Cooper Cup is also injured. Uh, this is this is not going how the Rams uh, thought it was going to go. Um, before the injuries, this would have been a pretty good game. Uh, as you said, the Rams are depleted right now. Their best players are pretty much all injured <laughs> besides Jalen Ramsey. The Seahawks, they disappointed me last week with how they performed, but I do think they're going to bounce back and get a big win against the Rams this week. Uh, let's come full circle and talk about the games of the week that we had. Dolphins at 49ers. I mentioned mm-hmm. Teron Armstead is not going to – is, is is questionable might be might play might not play i don't think he's gonna play pick with your uh, heart soffit oh uh, tyler i'm going with the dolphins on this one Good. nobody is going to stop tyreek hill okay i think tyreek hill is the best player on that field even with debo samuel and christian mccaffrey on it come on tyler. what what what, what? <laughs> come on tyler oh my goodness you think, you think christian mccaffrey is better than tyreek For, hill? All right, all right. um first of all Number one, I'm going to need you to also have the Dolphins on your USA Today picks. America yeah, switches his picks on the podcast on USA it. Today. Sometimes <laughs> he'll pick one team mm-hmm. on the podcast and then pick the exact opposite on our USA Today picks. So make sure he picks the Dolphins in both the USA Today picks and I'm going the Isabel Miami. Podcast I'm going with picks. Miami. I remember now, what I told you, Tyler, is exactly what I wrote down. Tyreek is the best player on the field. Uh, he's not the best player in the field. The 49ers have a, a player called Fred Warner, who's the best linebacker in the National Football League. They also, have Nick, they also have Nick Bosa. 
Um, Tyree Kill is one of the best players and best receivers in the NFL, but he's not the best at his position. 49ers have the best player at their position, and that's for everyone. Uh, so with all that being said, I have the Bay winning this game. And you don't have to play my Bay's better than that way. <laughs> I have the 49ers winning this game. And the Bay's better than that way. A man, Miami Dolphins team who plays almost just like the 49ers. Yeah, I'm taking the. But the originators, the OGs, are going to win this game. I'm taking (laughs) San Fran 2.0, man. Uh, Tyler, let's get to the the game of the week um, in both of our opinions Chiefs at Bengals. Who are you taking, Tyler? Who are you taking? I have a little bit of a hunch here. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. I I was going to play your sound, but then I was going to switch it up a little bit the remix. I'm picking the Chiefs again. I'm picking the Chiefs again. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes, the league MVP, mm-hmm. Soffit, leader in passing yards, number one offense. The Bengals are playing good, though, but yeah, I they got are. Kansas City Chiefs. Make sure you they, pick the Bengals, Soffit. They are. Listen, man, I'm tired of you telling me what Tina picked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pick the Chiefs here, but I think, uh, I'm. you know, I don't trust Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. Their first game back, if they had a game already and this was their second game, maybe I'd be a little bit more comfortable, but – you know what? Somebody went out of their way to tweet all of us at USA Today because we all picked the Titans over the Bengals last week. I don't want none of that smoke. I don't want none of that smoke. I'm going to pick the Bengals this week, Tyler. I'm going to pick Cincinnati at home over the Chiefs. Make and make sure you have that those same picks in USA Today picks off it. Uh, I don't know yeah, look at see see what he does, America. That. See what he does, <laughs> uh, uh, guys. Okay. Thank you for. Guys, thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. Tyler and I like to have a lot of fun on this, and producer Emily loves to uh, poke fun at Tyler with all his sounds as well. We want to thank thank you for listening to another edition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we want to thank you for listening to another edition, and remind you if you haven't already, please download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. Remember, guys, we want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports. See you next week. You had that barbecue, got you feeling a certain way. That barbecue's really good, man. It's not that good. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.